Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence that's among us. In a second, we're going to actually listen some of your words. We pray, Lord Jesus, let our heart be like a good soil that's ready to accept the seed of your, uh, of your word and let the seed keep on growing. Be fruitful. Produce many fruits. And that can be a blessing for many people around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You all may be seated. TCL. I'll wait until that turn up. How are you all? Good. Good. Uh, still working? So I need to wait for that because I need to actually read uh, first, and I want you guys to actually read uh, with me as well. All right, so this morning, uh, I'm going to actually talk about John 3. Now, I know that we skip a bit, but uh, I believe in the, next, uh, in the following week, we're going to actually go back to the, uh, the John 1 or John 2. Not up. So John 3, okay, let, let's read together. John 3, verse 1 to 16. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their uh, mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to, uh, to the flesh, but the spirit gives birth to, uh, to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows whenever it pleases. You hear its sounds but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is, with everyone, uh, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you, uh, and you do not believe. How then will, uh, will you believe if I speak heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from man. Just as Moses lifted up the, the snake in the wilderness, so the, the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And this is the uh, classic verse, For God so loved the world, 
that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, the, the very last verse, John 3.16, is a very, very classic verse that you've probably heard so many times. hundred times could be 1,000 times. And then it's always the verse that's being used in, a, in pretty much actually almost every Christian crusades. All right. But what we need to understand is actually the context when, when it was said by Jesus. When is this, uh, this John 3.16, for God so loved the world, was spoken. And then uh, whom it was spoken to. And then as we, uh, we read before, the, these words were actually spoken to Nicodemus. All right? And then, interestingly, in this, in this chapter, uh, the, the, uh, the chapter 3, I'm not going to actually talk about John 3.16. It will be discussed later uh, the following weeks. But I'm talking about the, the, the first part of John 3. And the first part of John 3 is actually talking about Nicodemus and uh, and, um, and a principle called born again. Now, the uh, Nicodemus and the, uh, the word born again was never actually mentioned in any other uh, gospel. Not mentioned in, in John, not, uh, sorry, not mentioned in Matthew, Mark, or Luke. It's only in John. But, but the, the, the concept of born again is extremely crucial for our Christianity life. Now, let me actually explain a bit. Now, who is Nicodemus? So, we know when we read that Nicodemus is a Pharisee. Now, it's not just a normal, everyday Pharisee. The Bible says that he is a member of the Jewish ruling council. So, in, in, in our days, these days in Australia, it's probably like a member of the parliament. That's his role. All right? So he's just not, not, not ordinary a Pharisee. Now, the, the Bible also says that he came to see Jesus at night. Now, some of the Bible commentary actually mentioned the reason why he came to see Jesus at night. Because he doesn't want other people to see that he's meeting Jesus. Now, you have to actually put this into context. Now, this is the guy that's actually the, parliament, the member of the parliament, the member of the uh, Jewish ruling council, and he wants to meet Jesus? That would endanger his life and could be his family as well. We know that the Pharisee hate Jesus so much. They want to capture him. They want to, uh, to arrest him. They want to kill him. And yet, somebody, one of them, actually want to see Jesus. Now, let's, let's actually read what he said to, uh, uh, to Jesus in John 3, verse 2. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Now, first thing first, he called Jesus Rabbi. What is Rabbi? Rabbi is, um, is a... Is a spiritual leader or, or religious teacher. That's what rabbi means. So, so Nicodemus actually acknowledged Jesus. Hey, Jesus, you are a teacher. Now, he also said that, I believe that you came from God. 
Because you can do all these signs and miracles. No one can do this unless they are, they are not from God. So he acknowledged that. But remember, he called Jesus rabbi. So remember in the, back in the Old Testament where all the prophets, all the prophets can do signs and wonders. And, and they know that the prophets are actually from God. That's how Nicodemus actually see Jesus. You're just like another prophet from the Old Testament that, that came from God. That's why you can do signs and wonders. He did not recognize Jesus at that time as a son of man or a son of God. He just see him as another prophet from God. Now, interesting now, and, uh, the, and, and mostly that he's attracted to Jesus because of his sign and wonders. Now, notice again what he said. Rabbi, we know. Notice that he said, we rather than I. So at that time, there were people that similar like Nicodemus, who, who, uh, who were interested in Jesus because of his sign and wonders, but secretly admiring Jesus, not publicly. Now, before I move on to the next point, I just want to actually challenge you, like a small challenge. What happened with this? It's not much different with us at the moment. Many of us are only comfortable in this building, in the church building. But when we were outside, we don't want people to know that we are Christian. We do not want to be excluded from our non-Christian friends. Just like Nicodemus, only want to see Jesus during the night. We only want to meet Jesus in this building, not outside this building. Let's continue. They mention, and then, and then when Nicodemus actually mentioned about the... Uh, Oh, Jesus, uh, we, uh, we know that you are from God. And then Jesus replied to what he said. He said, everyone that wanting to actually uh, the, the, to enter the kingdom of God must be born again. So this is the first time the word born again appear. So what is born again? If I can uh, put in a very, very, very simple uh, definition, born again is a new beginning of our relationship with God. It's a new fresh, it's a new start that's born again. Now, uh, the, uh, the original translation of born again from the Greek word yeah, is actually born from above. Now, some, some Bible translation, for example, the, uh, the, uh, the message translation, it actually doesn't say born again, it said born from above. So, uh, what does it mean by born from above? It, it, it's uh, the uh, born again is not something that we do. It's something that the Spirit of God does. That's why it said it comes from above. It's born from above. Now, hold that thought. I'm going to actually explain a bit. Now, uh, do we really need born, uh, to be born again? Is it a must for us to be born again? Let's have a look at, the, uh, at John 3, verse 3. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, 
No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So it looks like it's a requirement for all of us to enter the kingdom of God, to be born again. Then you probably start asking, hang on, William. No one told me that I have to be born again. When I accepted Jesus, there was nothing mentioned that I have to be born again. You know that the, uh, uh, the verse from Romans 10, 9 to 10, um, uh, which is, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's used when, when, when uh, we are actually praying for people to actually accept Jesus. Uh, Romans 10, 9 to 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is uh, with your heart that you, uh, that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you uh, profess your faith and are saved. So the requirement here is just actually to confess your mouth. Where is the word born again? Now you see, salvation and born again is a one package. When we accepted Jesus as our personal Savior and Lord, remember that we pray, Father uh, Jesus, forgive my sin. I'm a sinner. I, I trust that you died on the cross. You rose again. From this day onwards, I invite you to enter my life, to enter my heart. Holy Spirit, I invite you. That's when we start to be born again. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God will start working in our life when we invite him to our hearts. That's a package. Now, this is where the problem is. Many people actually just say, hey, I believe in Jesus, just actually, just, just like that. It's a very cheap talk. They don't really mean it. Now, I know, for example, just for example, not here. I know people, again, in Indonesia. You know that in Indonesia, when you want to get married, you have to be the same religious. You know that sometimes when they are not actually in the same religious, and one of them have to, you know, get along. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah, 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 I accept Jesus. But you're not really. And they are not born again. The Spirit of God, it, it was never invited. You know that sometimes the, uh, uh, and I do know that, again, a friend of mine also that, that I, knew, I knew that, you know, they, they, were, uh, they were in a crusade. And then there are a few of them, like four or five of them. And then when, when the preacher said that, who wants to accept Jesus? And then four of the, uh, out of the five actually lift up their hands and they go to the altar to, uh, to be prayed for. And this one guy who wasn't planning to accept Jesus, and then so all the friends gone, I might as well go. They never actually really invite Jesus in their heart. And the consequences, never born again. So what is the difference between salvation and born again? The only difference is 
as we read before in the Romans uh, 10, 9, 10, the, uh, when we actually accept salvation, we need to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. I accept. We actively, we say something. It is our action. I accept Jesus with our mouth. When we invite the, the Holy Spirit, when in, we invite the Spirit of God, the born-again process is actually by the Holy Spirit. Now, we cannot change ourselves because we were sinner. Okay? Uh, we were sinner. We don't know what is right. We, we're already all false. We're already actually all dirty. And then we need somebody else who is not, uh, not sinful to actually tell, hey, William, this is the way. This is the right way. You need to do this. You stop doing that. And that's the Holy Spirit in us. Now, the, uh, uh, the, the Bible actually mentioned uh, here in the, uh, in, in the conversation between Jesus and uh, Nicodemus in John 3, 6 to 8. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. That's why before the, uh, the uh, born again is actually called born from above. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows whenever it pleases. You hear its sound. You cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Everyone born of the Spirit. Now, now I like that the, the Jesus that actually used the phrase, Spirit gives birth to Spirit. Now, everyone here, uh, as, uh, of us here in this building... We exist today because our mom gave birth to us, right? All right? No one just exists just like that, right? Uh, our mom actually gave birth to us. Now, we don't even remember the day we were born. We just don't know, all right? And then, and then when we were born, there was nothing that we did for us to be born. It's all our mom's doing. Push out, push out, push out. We didn't do a thing. We didn't crawl. We didn't crawl out. Unless you, if you are cesarean, it's probably your doctor, not your mom. But you get my point. We do not do a thing to be born again. We cannot make ourselves to be born again. You cannot make a decision. I want to be born again tomorrow. It's the Holy Spirit doing all right. Now, in the Ephesians 4:20 20 to 24, I'm going to take it from the New Living Translation. But that isn't what you learn about Christ, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned uh, the truth that came from Him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. The Spirit's that doing the work, not us. Because all we know is making sin. That's our nature. So, 15 minutes. Uh, I was struggling in the, in the first session before, so <laughs> it doesn't help on the second one as well. I said to Andrew before, did you actually play around with the timing? But anyway, 
what is the sign uh, uh, of somebody being born again? I'm going to read it very, very quickly. The first one, somebody who said you're born again is does what is right. 1 John 2, 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. What other, uh, what other sign of somebody born again? We stop, uh, we, we, uh, we cannot go on sinning forever. In 1 John 3 verse 9, no one who is born of God will continue to sin. Because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. What other sign of being born again? 1 John 4 verse, uh, verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And the last one, 1 John 5 verse 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Our faith overcomes the world. So there are four signs here. We, we will start doing the truth. We will stop sinning. We will love one another. And then our faith will grow and overcome the world. The question is, have we all been born again? Now let's go back to the, uh, to the story of the uh, Nicodemus. When Nicodemus, at that night, that special night, when he tried to, be, uh, to, to avoid people to actually see Jesus at that night, initially, he saw Jesus as just another prophet. And then, Jesus introduced himself, Jesus, to Nicodemus. I am the son of God. I am the son of man. Let's have a look at the verse. John 3 to 14, this is what Jesus said. No one has ever gone into heaven, he is talking about himself, except the one who came from the heaven, the son of man. And then, the famous verse, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave, again, he's talking about himself, his one and only son that whoever will believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's the moment a meeting become an encounter. That's the moment that Nicodemus started Repenting and knowing who Jesus was. The Son of Man. Son of God. Now, let, let's go through what he did after that. In John 7, a few chapters after John 3, there was an event where the, uh, the chief priest and the Pharisee, they want to arrest Jesus. And Nicodemus actually stand there defending Jesus. See what he say in, in John 7, 50 to 51. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and he, who was one of their own numbers, asked, does our law 
condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing. So here's the man that initially doesn't want to be seen by other people after his encounter with, he, uh, with Jesus, then he can stand up. Hang on, guys. You want to arrest him without any charges? Shouldn't we actually at least uh, do some inquiry what he's been doing? He's standing up for God. And then see, see, again, see, see, see what he, uh, he's done. In John 19, John 19 is actually about when Jesus actually, uh, after he was uh, crucified on the cross. After Jesus' death. Let's read John 19, 38 to 40. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, this is after, uh, after, uh, after Jesus died, all right, on the cross. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly... Because he feared the Jewish leader. Everyone feared the Jewish leader. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes about 75 pounds or about approximately 34 kilograms. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spice in strips of linen. This was in accordance with the Jewish burial custom. This is the man who, drew, who did not want to be seen with other people when he met Jesus. The same man publicly with Joseph took, uh, took Jesus' body from the cross, wrapped it, put into the tomb publicly. We can see that there is a transformation in his life because he encountered Jesus. The Bible never say that Nicodemus was born again. But I believe he did. Yes. He did the right thing. He stopped sinning. He, uh, then he professed his love with other people, in this case with Jesus. And his faith overcome his fear. Now, Nicodemus is actually one of the person that experience uh, to actually uh, to see with his own eyes what Jesus said came true. In, in the, uh, John 3, 13 to 14, it said, No one, this is Jesus, uh, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from the heaven, the Son of Man. Just as the Mo uh, Moses lifted, uh, lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. You know, uh, uh, what Jesus said to Nicodemus in, the, in his first encounter is, remember back in the Moses' day when, when, when the Israel was actually in the, uh, uh, a lot of people actually got, got bitten by the snake. And then, and then God said to Moses, you know, make a cross. 
make a cross and put a put a, a bronze uh, snake on it so everyone who see that will be saved and then jesus actually basically said to the nicodemus i will be like that i will be uh, i will be hung on the cross but everyone who actually see me who believe in me will have the eternal life and nicodemus saw that happen with his own eyes he saw what jesus said came true he saw the promise of god fulfilled now i'm going to close with this as per my my question before many of us just like nicodemus when we when he actually first meeting jesus initially he want to just want to meet jesus but turning uh, turning out that he encounter with jesus many of us who who are who feeling so secure in this in this building because we know that we've got other people that have the same belief we can actually lift up our hands singing and everything but when we were outside uh, out of this building we are becoming somebody different we don't want people to actually know that we are christian we do not want people to actually know we are the follower of jesus as if like like we've got a, a dual personality the weekend william and the weekdays william you know uh, we we feel that look if if i shown uh, my christianity i may be excluded uh, people may say me you, know, you want to be holy people may 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 uh, may, uh, may actually you know don't want to have a dealing with uh, with me because they 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 oh this guy they, he will never lie you know he, he never actually gonna cheat on the book he never gonna actually change the numbers in the accounting but learn from nicodemus somebody who just want to be privately meeting jesus until somebody who publicly confess that's the lord that i worship now i'm not going to actually ask you whether whether you've been actually uh, you know saved or whether you have actually um, accept jesus in the past or not but my question to you this morning is have you been born again it is a requirement for all of us to enter the kingdom of god you see if you um, if you see your life today and then you you compare that uh, your life today with the uh, the days before you accept jesus and then you feel i don't change a lot i still don't do anything righteous i kept on doing the same sin that i did before i met jesus and i don't think i love more people compared with before i know jesus and certainly i don't really exercise my faith i don't feel that my faith overcome the world let me actually put this bluntly you may not be born again you may not be seriously accepting jesus it is a requirement we must be born again 
my prayer, uh, uh, um, I've got no, minus 20 seconds. <laughs> Actually, yeah, look, it's just second service. Look, can I ask everyone to stand? just want to actually take a couple of minutes. Look, I'm not going to actually call up people and everything, but, but if I can, if I can. Maybe you feel that, well, I have accepted Jesus, but do I really actually ever born again? Maybe I'm not. And then if you can be honest today, I would like to actually pray for you. Just at your seat, you don't have to actually come up. All I actually need you to is just lift up your hands for I know who, whom I can actually pray for. Is there any? Okay, I can see one, one, one hand on the right. Okay, I, may, I don't know whether there is any, but you can actually put your hands down. I'm going to actually do two things. I'm going to actually pray for the salvation. And then that way, you are actually inviting the Holy Spirit to just start working in your life. All right. So can I actually ask everyone to actually just actually repeat after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that, that you died on the cross to forgive my sin. And then you rose again, and then you you um, uh, you rose again from the dead. From today onwards, I'm inviting you, Holy Spirit, to my life. Start working in me. I want to be transformed. I want to be more like you day by day. I want to be born again. I invite the Holy Spirit. To continue with me. In Jesus' name. Amen.